Hey, it's Leo on the line, line two. And I am uh, doing this uh, on my iPad, my uh, iPad Pro, with the Shure uh, MV88 microphone, which plugs into the lightning port. So that should give it uh, some better sound. Uh, I'm, I'm doing this because... I, 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 so I haven't decided yet if I'll make Anchor the platform for this show. But I'm gratified because Maya, hi Maya, reached out and said, uh, what can we do? And I had some questions. One of which is, and maybe this is a question for you, uh, it, Anchor on the iPhone 10 crashes every time I try to record, which is kind of a disadvantage. works fine on Android. And as, you, as I mentioned, I'm doing this on my iPad, same version of iOS, and it works fine. So uh, maybe there's some sort of uh, issue there. I don't know. I also... Uh, I'm, I was really looking forward to a feature which they seem to have taken out, the ability to make a phone call. Because uh, I'd love to make a phone call and record the phone call and then put it out. I, you know, I suspect it has something to do with the fact that in some states that would be illegal without <laughs> telling the person. You know, California is a two-party state. That means both parties have to know the call is being recorded and agree to it before it can be recorded. Which means you'd have to do something like call the person, say, don't say anything. <laughs> I am recording this call. Do you agree to have this call recorded? If not, if so, say yes. If not, hang up. And then, I, and then if they say yes, then we can go on. We'd have to do something like that. But again, that feature isn't in this. So uh, I would, in order to do this on Anchor, I'd have to record offline and upload it to Anchor, which kind of eliminates a lot of the point of it. Hey, oh, look, it looks like I got a call in. Uh, from Uniquely Common. Let's listen. Hey, Leo, I just saw that you are on Anchor. That's great. I've listened to you on the radio for years and years. Here's my question for you this morning. When I updated my iOS to the most recent version, I had a an app that was an encryption. I don't know if it was encryption, but it was like a vault that I kept some confidential client information in. And that app isn't being updated by its creators. And now in the new version of iOS, I can't access that information that's in that app. I can't open the app at all. It just tells me that they have to update it for the new iOS version so I can, I can get in there. Now that I've updated the new iOS, is there any way that I can go in and, and get that information and open that app somehow so i'm still <laughs> trying to figure out how to use anchor but i think if i did everything right that uh uniquely commons question is in there oh i hope it is anyway um uh, so <laughs> uh so here i've got this question three times now uh from three different people friend in alaska uh i think asked it twice anyway the this is a problem with the new iOS 11. It doesn't work with 32-bit apps. And Apple, remember with iOS 10, that 32-bit app, they started warning you with a, actually a terrible warning that made no sense, which said, this app might slow down iOS 10. Contact the developer for an updated edition. That wasn't the issue at all. The, I mean, maybe it would slow it down. I don't think it would. Really, the issue, what they should have said is, this app is not going to work in the next version of iOS 11. If you want to keep using it, get an updated version or contact the developer. Otherwise, export your data, get it out before you do the upgrade. They t did not communicate this well at all.
Not at all. So now you're in this conundrum, uniquely common, that uh, you know you can't access your data because it's stored in some vault. So there's a few options at this point. The best option would be if the app is being actively developed, get an update and hope that they plan to update it. Unfortunately, a lot of the times, and certainly with the previous callers, the, the apps are abandoned. The reason that it didn't work is because developers have had at least a year to prepare for this. Uh, they just, you know, nobody's working on this app anymore. They moved on. If it's encrypted, I mean, the data is on your iDevice, but if it's encrypted, uh, it's not accessible to you in, unless you have the decryption tool. So a lot of this, a lot of my answer is it depends. If, uh, if it was stored on iCloud, then you have access to the data. And if it was encrypted in a standard way using something like PGP or RSA, you might be able to decrypt it. If if that's the case, you would have had to give it a, a password, a passphrase, and you would use that passphrase to decrypt it. But most of the time with these kinds of programs, these are kind of, I don't recommend them because they're kind of proprietary programs. The guy moves on, you're in this situation, and, uh, and that's the situation you're in. You can't go backwards, unfortunately. Uh, what Apple does with the previous version of iOS is unsign it, and you can't install it. And so there's no way to take an iOS 11 device and move it back to iOS 10. Maybe the hope there's some hope if you have an iOS 10 device, or you can find some with an iOS 10 device of getting the data moved over there. I'm not sure where Vault stores its data. You know, if it stores it on iCloud, well then you can move it to an iOS 10 device, run the program, decrypt it, and then next time, in future, uh, use something that's more open that you're not tied to a single developer. It really does sound like he's abandoned it, and it may be with abandoning the program, he's abandoned your data. What we're able to do with Fred is figure out who developed the program, contact them, and they, uh, you know, even though they had abandoned the program, they helped Fred get his data back. So contacting the developer may be another option for you. Hey, I appreciate the question, and I want to encourage anybody. It's not. I'm not really intending this to be a kind of a help show question, although I know that's mostly what I'm known for and what people probably want. I, any kind of question, any kind of philosophical question, or, you know, I'd love to talk about anything. This, the idea is this is not a show anything like anything I do on Twit. This is my own little just kind of BS show, which means it's probably of less appeal and less interest. I just got, uh, today, it just came in the mail. Here it is, Billy, it's the longest name, Billy Lynn's long halftime title of a movie that Nobody wanted to see because it got terrible reviews, although Scott Wilkinson, our home theater guy, liked it. Anyway, I thought, ah, oh, this is the one that's recorded in a high frame rate. Actually, Ang, Ang Lee, the director, recorded it at 120 hertz. But there is, but this uh, UHD Blu-ray apparently is in 60 hertz, so it's going to be kind of a test for my uh, Xbox One X. Let's see if I can see it in high frame rate, HDR, 4K. It'll be just like being there. Leo, hanging up. See you soon. Okay, I just opened the box. <laughs> Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. There's so first of all, the DVD and the Blu-ray 1080p are the same price, half the cost of the UHD. Maybe this is why there are three discs in here. I don't even know which one. Okay, wait a minute. Disc one, Ultra HD Blu-ray. I guess that's the one. I'll. Then disc two says Blu-ray 3D on it. I'm not sure. And then disc 3 is blue and says Blu-ray disc. 
So is that that's the 1080p? Is there a DVD, a 1080p, and a UHD, or all three versions in here? What? What do you, do you know about this? Leo hanging up. The good news is it works on my Android phone and it doesn't crash that. So I can always recall my Android phone. This is good because I want to uh, be able to record. I'm going to New York tomorrow to see a couple of shows going to my birthday. And I'm going to the after party for the opening night of Meteor Shower. And maybe I can get some like celebrity background sounds. So that'd be cool. One of the things I want to do if I can is talk to Steve Martin about uh, this movie. I, did, I was talking about Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. I just watched a little bit of it on my, on a, uh, this is an LG B6 OLED, you know, 4K HDR TV. And this is the one that Ang, Ang Lee shot in, uh, in uh, 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 60, well, I shot it in 120 frames. We shot it in 60. And there's no attempt to make it look like a movie. I mean, it looks, I'd say it looks like a TV show, but it doesn't, it's even better than that. It looks like you're there to the point where it doesn't look like the actors are wearing makeup. You see every blemish, every freckle. You've never seen actors like this. Uh, he's also shooting really tight. I think he must have used a wide-angle lens. I want This is what I want to ask Steve about because he's in the movie. And uh, he, I remember him talking about it, and I'm curious about the technology that they used. I don't know if I like it, to be honest. It's too realistic. The acting doesn't even feel good because it's so realistic. You feel like it's it's acting as, a, uh, you know, it's, it's just a weird experience. So if you get a chance to see Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk on a... 4K HDR TV played back at 60 frames, which I think is the best you could do in, in, in consumer stuff. Look at it, because it's 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 uh, weird. It's weird. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, hey, look. I got another comment. This one's from Avi. Leo, Avi Uniglector Tech Concierge. So great to have you on here. Leo, I've been following you since you got on into the business, my friend. Uh, back when you were in InfoWorld. I remember when I had my subscription to InfoWorld and I was reading your stuff. So incredible to have you here. And again, I've been here since the beginning of Anchor, and I'd love to help you with any of these technical issues you're having with the app. Uh, one thing I heard you talk about a little bit was the fact that you'd love to be able to dial out of the anchor call with friends to be able to reach people and you know what you can invite people that don't currently exist on this app simply by knowing their message number if you can message them you'll send them a link they can download the app as long as they have a smart device now if they don't have a smart device ios or android you're going to be in a pinch so i would revert you back to skype and record that call otherwise if there's anything i can do to help you hit me up and i'd love to talk to you more thanks man Thanks, Avi. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, I'm aware of the group calling thing, but that's, uh, that's, not, that's less than ideal. You'd have to make somebody download and install Anchor and create an account. Now, I want to be able to, like, uh, call, you know, friends and people I know, uh, people I, you know, talk about tech, that kind of thing. It's, the, the phone call thing is good. Now, the good news is I understand a little bird told me that it's going to be coming back to the app pretty soon. So that's that's the really good news. I hope it does because that... That would put me over the top on this platform. I, I really like having a portable recorder in your pocket all the time and the ability to add comments like yours, obvious, great. By the way, there's no way you've been listening to me since the beginning of my career. I started in 1976. You don't sound old enough to have been listening to me at the beginning of my career. But the info, I did write for InfoWorld back in, the, oh my God, it must be the 80s. It must have been... 
I reviewed, what did I review? I reviewed, I think, uh, an Atari game or something like that. I wasn't like Dvorak. I wasn't a regular. Uh, I was just a freelancer. And uh, I think I did get a review or two published in InfoWorld, maybe the Mac. It would have been the mid-80s. Even that makes you pretty old, man. Leo hanging up.